What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. For the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50. 40. To the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's hey, intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Greetings, everybody, and uh, thanks for giving our humble little podcast another listen. Oh, or, Mr. Pitt. Or, may, or maybe a first time for some people yes, out there. Yes, welcome. You know Jeff as... As a uh, as a pain our, in the butt, reach <laughs> as our, as the pot, reach our podcast starts spreading far and wide. Yes, grander and grander tales are told of us. We're wow. probably adding some listeners. So. Grander and grander tales. So for all you first timers out there, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> two people met. Are you Snoopy? They decided to become the salty dogs. <laughs> That's not bad, Jeff. Thanks. Appreciate that. You know, last week, you have given me trouble before for coming out of the intro and then saying we're the Salty Dogs, <laughs> yeah. and then last week you didn't put the intro on there. No, I understand, but I did put the intro. I am going to find my, Somewhere my drop. Somewhere fell I'm, away. I'm going I'm going to go to the files and find it. Someone, anyway, someone. I'm, I'm Scott Smith. And I'm Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs, and but, we mostly talk about the Buccaneers. Yeah, but it, it kind of was kind of cool. It just kind of just said Salty Dogs. And, and there started. you were. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's economy, economy of... Sound well, the problem is it's COVID, and it took part of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everybody has to make sacrifices, yes, even our even our intro. Yep. We only had so much time, and that was it. All right, we have a game to talk about now. We do. Actually, even before that, I'm getting breaking news as we sit here. All right, it's not big news. Well, it's going to be weekly news. It is kind of big news if you're if you're paying attention to your team. Yeah, I know we've talked a lot about it in the last few podcasts about all these different uh, practice squad rules that are new for 2020. Some of them. COVID related, and this is one of them. Be, before you get into that, I just want to I just want to say, uh, I was in a conversation about who can be up and who can be down, <laughs> and you and I don't know. You must have been you must have ears must have been burning because all of a sudden I see the tweet and you answered my question as I'm in the discussion. No way. Yeah, I swear to God, it was so funny. Wow. I was like, oh well, let me tell you what the rules are here. <laughs> Oh, I remember that one. I was answering a guy that had yes. asked me uh, a few questions about how the practice squad elevations work. Right. Um, so, in this case, we're talking about practice squad protections. Mm-hmm. And each week of the 16 guys you have in your practice squad, you're allowed to protect four of them so they can't be signed away by other teams. Because usually, if you're on the practice squad, you can be signed to another team's active roster. Uh-huh. And I don't want to belabor the point because we've talked about this a lot. No, and, wait. And, no, but here's a good here's a good example. Someone signed someone off of our practice squad. Today? No. Oh, you mean early? Uh, yeah. Um, Yesterday, I think it was. Tuesday, Monday. No, last week. Last week, break the quarterback. Leg? What? Miami. We signed Rosen. Yeah, but who's who was the young kid? Oh, they signed Reed Sinet? Yes. Yeah, well, we were... We were, I think we let him go. Oh, anyway. did we? Once oh, we got Rosen. Okay. okay. So it was a trade. Ah. The, um, but it does happen. I just saw one transaction. I can't remember who that somebody got signed off. And they that can still happen with every player because as soon as a game ends, their protection ends, and then they can not They can still be signed by another team on Monday of a normal week or up till 4 o'clock on Tuesday. Oh, that's good because that kind of that'd be kind of – crummy if that yeah. after the games end someone picks you up and they go hey you're flying home on your own <laughs> <laughs> like minor leagues so uh this week the four we protected three of the four are the same as we protected last week uh cyril grayson the wide receiver greg joseph the kicker and mazzy wilkins the cornerback and then the new one this time is uh chappelle russell the linebacker the rookie linebacker um and he Last week, he takes a spot. Last week, Josh Rosen was one of them. Hmm. So I think it's going to change from week to week. I'm a little surprised that three or the four are the and, same. And this, and that's because they can only do it two weeks. Two, no, two, no, 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 no. The practice that's that's the elevations. Uh, the protections can see? be the same. See, so every week you got four guys you can protect, and then up to four o'clock on Saturday you can elevate two guys from your practice squad to give you 55 players on game day, of which 
48 can be active mm-hmm. as long as eight of them are off. Our the linemen. Board. That was the that was the that was the discussion of how you get that many, and it's only if you put eight linemen. Yeah. And so the fine thing was last week we did elevate two guys, Mazzy Wilkins and Cyril Grayson, but one of them was active for the game, Wilkins, mm-hmm. but didn't actually end up playing. And the other one, Grayson, was not active for the game. And the reason for that was Mike Evans ran around fine before the game, and they knew he was going to play. So we didn't need another receiver. We already had five of them active. Mm-hmm. Uh, but worth noting, and probably most fans wouldn't even realize it, there was an impact from that rule in our game because the Saints also elevated two guys, and they were active. One of them was Marcus Hunt. That's the guy that blocked the field goal. And the other one was Benny Fowler, who recovered the fumble on that terrible kickoff play. Boy, you talk about needing to make a play to stay on the roster. Stay <laughs> yeah, up, right? right? Yeah. It's good. If you're going to do it, that's Good the work. time. Yeah. And then they revert right back to the practice squad, and you could only do that twice with a single player. Okay. After that, you would just have to do it the normal way. You sign them, and if you want to put them back in the practice squad, you have to um, put them through waivers. Yeah, and, and I realize you say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to belabor this or keep going on and on. But in all honesty, though uh, – it's kind of hard to remember it all, and, and you do a really great job of it. So that's why I'm not even bothering to remember it. I'm just going to text you and say, Scott, what is this? Yeah. So, the game. I, I, yeah, the game. I'm going to tell you a number. All right. And that are two numbers that I know what really tell the story. Tell you what they're going to be. What? Let me see. Let me guess. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if you could hold. Um, no. No? Okay, go, continue. That's your, that's your one guess. Well, I, I was just going to say, I was just going to say under a hundred and if you hold Breeze down to. Oh, I mean like, that was good. Yeah, there were, there's know, a lot of good. And his bad quarterback we numbers about. weren't like lights out. Right, but um, you know he didn't he didn't make a mistake. That's very very important. Um, the numbers I was going to give you are forty two and eighteen. Forty two. You know what, you know what those 18. are? And I actually had written this down before Bruce brought it up yesterday because hmm. as a number I thought it was very important. Uh, number of penalties? 42. Well, I don't know. In the number of games? I think that would be games? a bit of a record. Okay, continue. 42 was the average starting oh, yes. line. And for, we had 18, yes. For the Saints. 18. Yeah, right. they started at an average of the field. 42. So so is this where the cliche field position is everything and special teams? You have special, to play in all three facets of the yeah, game? Yeah, we got beat on special teams for sure. I mean, obviously the, the two plays I just mentioned were disastrous, but um, the the punt coverage was not up to what Bruce Arians wanted. I will say, though, that that guy, Deontay Harris, is yeah. very, very, very good return man. We're not going to run into as many, many return men as good as that guy. Right. Am I hearing a dog bark, or is that just I me? think that's that cart that he's Oh, okay. I like the way you always give the uh, the listeners there's a little well, color of what's going on. We like on to pull us. the curtain back. Hey, Jeff, look, it looks like it might rain again this afternoon. It probably uh, will. We can live you believe it? Oh, wow. I'm getting really tired of it. All right. I won't say another word. I'm not a fan of rain. Okay. Um, so they had touchdown. We had each team had three touchdown drives. Mm-hmm. Um, our three touchdown drives covered 90, 85, and 75 yards. Theirs covered 64, 61, and 35. Mm. And they also had a really short field goal drive. Right. And we had a block punt, and we had block a muff, field goal. Or block field goal and a muff punt. No, it wasn't a muff punt. Or, or um, it was that kickoff play. Yeah, where he where he did the trick, where he booted it straight up in the air. As soon as because they were on the they were they were on the fifty. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't want to do a touchback on the yeah, which was smart. And I knew they were going to do that. I'm like, some teams would just go ahead and blast it away mm-hmm. from the fifty, but they, they say this is a possibility for an advantage here because Carlton Davis had gotten what I consider a pretty fluky. Um, uh, face max penalty on the touchdown moments before by Emmanuel Sanders. He right. was just reaching back to try to grab him, and he ended up. So it, it's it happened, but it wasn't like a terrible play. It wasn't a purposeful face mask or anything. But it was a 15-yard penalty assessed on the kickoff. So instead of just taking the the easy um, uh, touchback, they they put, brought a holder out there so that their kicker could pop it up in the air more. And they, the idea was to get down there to be right there when, when our guy catches it, right? You actually can call a, a fair catch in that situation if you want to, mm-hmm. by the way. And that's when Jaden was waiting to catch the ball, and Mike Edwards, for some reason, tried to make an overshoulder well, and, catch. And that, and and not to pick on Mike Edwards, but the rule—it's a simple, pretty rule of thumb. And I think that's what—I uh, even think BA mentioned it. But I, I remember during our broadcast, it, it was brought up right away that you're taught from Don't go backwards. from high school that if it goes over your head, Let it go. you now you now become the blocker. Yeah, which is what they're out there for. Right. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, I think. 
he probably thought I got it, and then he didn't. And that was the most irritating moment of the game for me because you know that I just you know those Saints over there are like oh we got to play for this and it's totally gonna work, but it shouldn't have worked. No, I mean it could have maybe worked in trapping us at the ten or the fifteen, but it shouldn't have been that. And, and at and that, and at that time the the game was not even close to being out of reach. Yeah, I think we were back down to. 14. 14, right. Yeah. Um, With plenty of time left on the clock. I mean, there was a ton of time left on the clock. Yeah, so their drives were 64, 61, and 35, as I said. The the field position, which they earned, by the way. They earned that field position. Um, But our offense didn't get a lot of help. You know, and they they obviously sputtered for a little while mm-hmm. after that great first drive. Got got going a little bit again in the well, second half. It, it's um, I I I I've been thinking about this for the last forty eight hours. How well that first drive went, and I, I just everything was meshing. Was it? Was, yeah. You know, it was like was that? I, and I want to ask BA. Was it 15 plays scripted totally out so everybody just didn't – they knew what was going mm. on? Because we were hearing a lot of, you know, miscommunication, miscommunication. Well, it was only nine defensively. plays, first of all. Is that all it was? Yeah, I well, think it so. probably was more like 10 because I think there was a pass interference okay. so that doesn't count as a play. And that helped a lot. How about way. that? The first touchdown Tom Brady gets for a Buccaneer, he it's, runs it in. Tom Brady. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Um, at least he didn't throw it to himself like Brad Johnson. They, <laughs> that's the greatest play ever. <laughs> Uh, I think Marcus Mariota did it more impressively in that playoff game. He he had a pass oh, bad and he y- caught it. Yes. And dived in for the touchdown. <laughs> but yes, Brad Johnson and Marcus Mariota um, both threw and caught their own touchdown passes at one point. They're great fantasy football plays because you get both ends of it. <laughs> so let's okay. That was bad. That was bad. bad. Let's let's alternate back and forth. Let's, All right. Let's bad. About, good. Bad. Let's talk good. about something good here. All right. Give me good. This is to me was the, the Buccaneers' best player yesterday on the field. I would say Levante David. Levante David is definitely in the discussion, but I think there's one more that had a better day. Mm. Hmm. Defensively, I'm sure you're saying. It is a defender. And it's the guy that calls the plays? No. Defensive plays? Oh, no, not Devin White. Not Devin White. No, it's Carlton Davis in my mind. Really? Carlton Davis followed Michael Thomas around for most of that game. Oh, and shut him down. Yeah, he had three, Michael Thomas had three catches for 17 yards. That is ties the lowest amount of catches he's ever had in a game, and was the second lowest yards he's ever had in a game. And and Carlton, I could see him switching sides. Now he didn't go into the slot, and one of Thomas's three catches came out of the slot, and he was actually covered by Sean Murphy. But that's one where Jordan Whitehead came up and hit him pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, Carlton only gave up two receptions the entire game to a guy that last year was averaging like. 10 catches a game. He had 149 catches last year. It's like nine point something. Is there a bug in here? I don't know. Are you telling the audience now we have bugs? <laughs> I'm worried about a Maybe dog. Maybe the room is bugs. I'm, I'm hearing a dog, and you're worried about <laughs> bugs. And Scott, look, it looks like it's going to rain. We're both hallucinating. Uh, Carlton Davis, um, you know, coach said before the, during at the beginning of training camp that he thought he was a top 10 NFL cornerback, which is a pretty bold thing. He didn't even say it in a bold way. It was kind of matter-of-factly like he really believes that. And, and and Carlton Davis didn't shy away from it. He said he felt that way, too, when he was asked about it. It's But you can't – like, I can't sit here and say that yet. The coach can if he sure. wants to. But there were – between the two conferences, there was 12 to 14 corners chosen for the Pro Bowl last year was, with replacements and so on. And he wasn't one of them. So you can't say that around the league he was thought of as a top-10 corner. Yeah, but he, he he feels much better because he's used to, to the defense. Yeah, and, but, he, and he's reacting more rather than just thinking. I mean, thinking. he looked like one, that's for sure. If mm-hmm. he can play like that every week, we, I don't know how you're yeah. going to be able to ignore him. You and can't. then last last year towards the end, he had a similarly great day shutting down DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good day against Julio Jones. Jones had like seven catches but didn't really go off like he often does. Uh, so we actually have a guy now. That we can, ma- if if there's one guy that you really want to shut down or yep. try to, we either shut we down have a matchup guy, shut down that's, corner. That's I like not, it. not easy to find, Jeff. That's exciting no, to me. No, considering that we've done a lot of trades and uh, to find stuff like that. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. Darrell Rivas is comes to my mind. Yeah, that was really more of a salary cap issue. Yeah. That the reason that only lasted one year. Yeah, no, but I'm saying is that we were looking for a shutdown corner, and they they, they found one. They just couldn't keep him for very long. All right, so we want to go back to um, bad. Yeah, go to bad. I, and this is more like it made me feel bad than it was not necessarily the Bucks were right. bad. Is all the pass interference calls? And I know Jeff, you don't have to tell me that all of the end of last season here and on our Facebook live show with Casey. Yep. 
I always said I was done with that rule. I didn't want it to – I said I want to go back. I don't want replay on pass interference anymore. It's not working. But now you want it back. I don't want it back. I don't want it back. Okay. But I have to admit there were times in that game I was like, I wish we could take another look at that one. Yeah. You know, I don't want it back. I don't <laughs> want it back. Overall, I don't want it back. But if, but, but if at we least, just have it every now and then. But at least now you can go, oh, I wish we could do that. And then you can watch it and not get frustrated because yeah. you, you just say, oh, they missed it. Yeah. You know, and right. In my mind, every call that we got was – was correct, and everyone they got was incorrect. Absolutely, <laughs> no question. True. I would say that I didn't think the Carlton Davis Cape one. don't lie. <laughs> I didn't think the Carlton Davis one looked like pass interference live, and, you know, it, it erased mm-hmm. an interception by a diving Sean Murphy bunting. Mm-hmm. You slow it down, you can see that his arm was behind him, kind of wrapped around, maybe like coming around his shoulder. I still don't think that that affected the play, but certainly if a ref sees that, I can understand him calling it. That being said, then why wasn't the one on Chris Godwin on third down call? Because that one to That would have been it, right. It was at least that blatant. Well, that it's kind of like baseball. If you're going to call, if you're going to call outside to play to strike, then you got to call it all again. That's long. right. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be Eric whatever Greg. it is, if you're going to err, you err all yeah. day long. If you're going to yeah. be Eric Gregg and give you six inches on each side of the <laughs> Miami Miami Marlins fans love that one. Um, so, if speaking of pass interference, Tom Brady had 239 yards of passing, but there was also we also had 101 yards of pass interference calls, and those were on good throws. Like great if throws. You think of the one down the left sideline to Mike that was perfectly on target. The guy had to interfere to stop it. Um, the one to Scotty Miller was perfect down the sideline, but the guy was holding his arm back, and he still almost caught it one yeah, That that was the prettiest throw. And and Scotty Miller, I'm, Scott. I'm liking Scotty. Huh? I'm liking Scotty a lot. I think he's made a big step forward. I think he's he. He's the same guy, but now you see what he can do. He just—he just—he's a little bigger, Jeff, and I think he's a lot more confident. He's fast. And he looks like a real NFL receiver. Yes. Right? Yeah. He's so fast. And, and I, and I that, liked when he made that, caught that ball in front of the defender, and and then spun out to the, towards the sideline side, and the guy kind of got his foot, mm-hmm. but he managed to get through and keep his footing and get like five or six more yards. I thought that was a very good play. And I thought his concentration with his arm being pulled all the way back was it's solid. Still like he's, and he's still there, and and if he just could have squeezed it a I little, know, that would been amazing. I mean, of course, we're sitting here going, if we had two hands to try to catch it, we'd have an issue. <laughs> you but, ever tried to catch a pass from an NFL quarterback? Uh, no, because I want to keep my thumbs from it being hurts. broken. It hurts. They throw the ball so hard. Mm-hmm. I was, I remember years ago in the 90s, I was, you know, when two quarterbacks are throwing to each other and they have a guy standing next to each one to catch it and then hand it over. I got to do that a few times with Trent. I remember Trent Dilfer was one of them. I don't remember mm-hmm. who the other one was. And Trent Dilfer obviously had a strong arm. I don't think he was considered one of the strongest arm quarterbacks in the game. No, team. but he could throw. Catching patches from him from 10 yards away, it hurt. I was like, <laughs> I was trying not to show it. Then I walk away, like, rubbing my hands, and trying not to show it. Um, but that's I've gone off on a tangent again. You're so fine. What I was saying was I think those 101 yards of they don't count, uh, but and they they weren't like pass interference that saved a bad pass. Those would have been caught almost surely. Mm-hmm. So you can don't call almost me say surely. <laughs> now we're quoting airplane. <laughs> I finally I finally got a movie quote out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you went to a classic. I like that one. Um. <laughs> Stewardess, I speak drive. Uh, so if you add that to the 239 yards that Tom Brady had, he kind of had a 340-yard passing day, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The, the interceptions were the problem, clearly. And I think what you see there, as we're still talking on the bad side, is this is a work in progress a little bit. Every team, there were, I think there were five teams that had that had a starting quarterback in week one who wasn't on their team last year, and only one of them won. Unsurprisingly, Sp- speaks a lot. The Patriots, of course, yeah, of course. But like Indianapolis, um, but they Cincinnati. ran with they ran with they won with his legs and not his arm. That's true, but they figured out how. Yeah, to Yeah, I mean they're utilizing their their personnel. That's I just great. think is great. Tom Brady's the greatest, and he's going to have a good year. But it's not surprising that it might take a little while for everything to get in sync. He he made a comment, and and I kind of was try. I, I didn't fully comprehend what he meant by it until after this game. He made the comment mm-hmm. that um, as a team, we need we need to figure out a way to win some games early. If we can win some games early, we're going to be in really super shape as the season goes on. And I kind of thought, well, yeah, but now I understood what he meant by that is if you can win games when when the cohesiveness is not there. Yeah, when the offense isn't fully gelled yet. You're, I don't want to say you're stealing wins, but it helps your cause to get them yeah. because he feels like – what the team looks like in September is not what the team's going to look like it's in certainly November. Certainly, on offense for sure. Right, and so I, um, 
I, I kind of got that. My, I was curious to ask you this because it struck me as um, unusual. Did you, like, have to pause and say, that's Tom Brady in a Buccaneer uniform throwing that ball? Um, you know, we were seeing some footage from the stadium. Yeah, you're fine. You can say it. And uh, so you could – by the time the game started, I had kind of already gotten mm-hmm. over that. But it was weird. I guess. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him and the rest of them in that new uh, pewter uniform in week three. Yeah. That's going to be Awesome. Awesome. Is, that's in uh, week three. Would that be I Denver? Think, yeah, I think that's. I think we're. I think we're wearing. That's Denver. an away game. That's a four twenty five game. I don't remember. Well, yeah. it's it's in the it's in yeah it's a West Coast game. Yeah, well, it's, so it's 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 Mountain Time. Yeah, I know that, but I'm saying that it's like a West Coast game in that they're usually later. Yeah, it's a four twenty five game, but I always thought that the pewter on pewter was going to be for night game. Well, I thought that that was the third week. Oh, there's, well, you would know more weeks. than me. So they, we put it out on Twitter not yeah. long ago yeah. and it showed okay. which uniforms we'd be playing. I'm, I, I, you're breaking news to me, and I appreciate that because I, I can't remember all this stuff. So that's awesome. I, I like that look. I think a lot of people like that it look. It looks fantastic. I can't wait to see it in action. Um, yeah, so, you know, like I was saying, I think the teams that are trying to incorporate new quarterbacks after this season, um, after this offseason, are, are, are seeing that it's not easy. Yeah. My takeaway from the game. Um, you and, just had one. Well, the biggest one okay, is biggest one. is Bucks beating the Bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that, which was the story already. It was supposed to not be true anymore. Right, and and you know you can tell the difference between as you're talking about a new quarterback coming in, different parts coming in. Everyone's trying to learn what's going on, and then the Saints. Yeah, they have, same people, same everything. They still have Sean Payton working with Drew Brees and, as they have for 15 years. Yeah. Now, now they didn't light up. With they didn't. ton of yards or anything, but they were clean, and they didn't beat. They didn't yeah, make a mistake. They right. didn't do the turnover. They didn't beat themselves. They only had two hundred seventy yards of offense. And and it's funny because it wasn't it, it wasn't that kind of game where no. where it was out of hand the whole time. No kinds of sh- and it was no kind of shootout like I think some mm-hmm. people expected from Brady and Breeze, mm-hmm. the two all time leaders in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Of course, longevity has a lot to do with that. Sure. Um, yeah, so there was no, there were no hundred yard rushers in the game. There were no hundred yard receivers. There was no three hundred yard passers. Uh-uh. It was we were a little out of sync for a good portion of the game, and they, they were just solid, mistake free, but not great. And I think our defense had a lot to do with that. No, no, I agree, totally agree. I don't, I don't feel like I, you know, it's been said that we had uh, opportunity to maybe catch three interceptions in that game, and I think that's stretching it a little bit. Well, I think I think they were close, and if you're close, then you're supposed to grab them. Well, and, well, and, and I think that's – I I think we, I know the three plays they're referring to, and it, I want to go through them one by one. Yeah, okay, but I'm going to say if, if we didn't have the issue of not capitalizing on chances for interceptions – Last year. Last year, it would not be. This would not be a big right. deal right now. You wouldn't have thought of of right. it this way. But what I'm saying is, I don't think it fits that easily into this narrative because I think the three plays are the one I already talked about, where Carlton Davis got called for pi. Mm-hmm. We didn't fail to catch it. Sean Murphy Bunning caught it. It just got overturned. Okay. And you could say that if he didn't, if Carlton didn't do the actions that caused I give the it to past you. defense, then he wouldn't have. I give it to you. Interfere. I mean, caused the interference. Okay, I give it. Okay. The other one I think that stands out in people's mind is the one that. Were, um, Breeze threw it kind of down diagonally towards the right sideline, and you see uh, Jamel Dean leaping. And as that play was happening, it looked like a very bad pass that was supposed to go to a guy over here, mm-hmm. and Jamel's going to leap up and get an easy interception. And then you see it go over him and right to the guy that, that Peyton was – I mean, that Breeze was actually showing to – throwing to, and you realize that was a really good throw. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people – at the time, I have to admit, on real life – in real time, it looked like it went right through Jamel's hands. But you see the replay, and he can jump through the roof, Jeff. I know. That guy's got a vertical like like you wouldn't believe. And he jumps, and I think the, if he tips it barely with his fingertips, that's it. So I don't, do you really blame him for not catching that? I mean, he, he jumped as high as he could and couldn't get it. Yeah. I don't blame him. I Also, but, also for anybody that's but, on. But it is – is uh, it, it, was he supposed to be playing it differently, and that's why? Like, was he well, supposed I, to be playing further back? So there was another have... guy right in front of him, so okay. it may have been that when he reacted to that guy, that's when Breeze chose. I mean, at some point, sometimes defenders have to choose one or the other, mm-hmm. and they know they're leaving another guy open. Um, uh, as long as Ron Jamel Dean and plays where it looks like maybe it was his fault that Jared Cook 
long. Really, the only big play we gave up other than the trick play with Taysom Hill yeah. was Jared Cook down the sideline, and it looked definitely looked like it was busted coverage. And since Jamel Dean's tra- trailing him, you think he's the one who got burned. Um, but Coach explained that he was in cloud coverage, uh, which is obviously some kind of zone. And he probably – the reason why he was fouling him is he probably was supposed to follow anybody that came into his zone – for a certain amount and then let him go for the safety. And mm-hmm. coach said it was a blown assignment by a safety. But it, it, and you're watching the game, you look like Jim L. Dean messed up, which has got to be frustrating for those guys sometimes. Well, yeah, and that's 99% of the time is fans and people, us too. We watch the game, we think it's one thing, and yeah. then later on you find out, oh, the tape's telling me something different. Or, Jeff, you, we find out because the coach tells us, but wow. that doesn't mean everybody finds out. So, well, that's so. true. Bob Smith up in Lutz watches the game, thinks. thinks Jamel Dean and never gets, never finds out mm-hmm. that Jamel Dean wasn't the problem there. And so that's unfortunate for players, but I guess it's just part of the game. Were you uh, – okay, well, I'll wait until – One more. One yeah. more. The one, the one interception – and then the, we had the one where Sean Murphy bunting was was at the goal line, and, and it was not a good throw by Breeze, and he almost intercepted it. But there was a pass interference on that one too on, I think, Jordan Whitehead, who was trying to stop the intended pass catcher. Um, that one – Obviously, he needs to hang on to it, but even if he had, it's still pass interference, so it didn't matter. So I don't think we actually missed out on any I think real you, interception. I possibles. think you should bring that up to be. I'm a. not going to do that. <laughs> okay. um, it's just my opinion. Anyway. No, I, li- I like and it. And if you want to choose between it, my opinion and Bruce Arians' opinion, you probably should choose Bruce Arians. Well, opinion. no, but it's it's it, it's a situation where you can uh, can disagree on – on what you're looking at and you know you made very valid points uh one of the things i it's i thought it was interesting that at the end of the game the saints were trying to score as much as they were trying to score and in the back i kept thinking huh now why is what is that all about yeah yeah i could see there's definitely some people that reacted to that uh-huh. in, in a certain way, and you do wonder why a little bit. I, but as O.J. Howard, if, if you're like O.J. Howard, neither the the um, play with uh, the trick play with Taysom Hill nor the going for it on fourth down were insulting or the wrong moves. He said it's analytics. If you look at the analytics, they were doing what they should have done, especially like going oh, for it on fair. fourth down because sure. if you don't make it, then you leave the yeah. 99 yards that the Bucks have to go. Right. Uh, so I don't think it really bothered our guys that much. Um, and, of course, they didn't score, so that's cool. Do you think that was a touchdown or not? No, no but I, I did not think it was going to get overturned. I didn't either because it was right on when the line. That close. that close. And you, all you're supposed to do is break the plane, which – Yeah, I don't think that you anybody would have blamed Jerome Booger. <laughs> Jerome Booger. <laughs> I found when I found that out last week, I was like, I know, I I did the I, same thing. I don't thing. think we can talk about you it. You can't, so. you cannot. Um, let's just say I have a, a, a certain visceral re, visceral reaction every time yeah. I find out he's doing. Well, right. let's it just, could be bad, it could be good. Well, let's just say we don't play our best when the, he's good. The things official. don't tend to happen to us. Yeah, when. we don't play our best. Uh, did you see? What did, was I? Did you see where you may not have seen this, but our game against the Saints at four twenty five had like a 27 million views nice. going on in it. And um, it was, the, I think, the highest rated game that week. Well, you know who that's good for? Um, you and me? Guys like Levante David. Yes. Because he was having himself a game. Oh, he did have a game. How about that one series where he had tackle for loss, tackle for loss, and then the quarterback pressure that caused the – in three straight places, like that drive was stopped by Levante David. And and we've seen him play this way Almost his whole career. Yes, and so, so it is nice to to see a guy like him get recognition. There are some games that really pop sometimes where it's like he is all over the field. I remember one game in, in Atlanta where I, I remember tweeting, "How many fifty fours are there on the defense <laughs> right now?" Because he's everywhere. He's my Derek Brooks. He can go from side to side yeah. as like no one else could. Uh, I didn't finish my thought. On, I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's not bad. On on that trick play with the double pass to Taysom Hill. Oh yes. My reaction wasn't that's insulting. Why are they doing that to us? My reaction was. Why are they wasting that play? Why are they putting that film, that play on that's tape for everybody to see? That's fine. I was thinking the same thing. Now we know that there's a possibility that, that could happen. Either that or they wanted to see if it would work. But now that it did, where does that put you? So Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it, it's like if you have this great two-point play uh-huh. and you use it at the end of a game, you're winning by 20. What's the point because you're, or, or when you're down by 20? Because save it for when you really need it. Speaking of the two-point play, did you think that was the time to go for the two-point play? I don't play? understand it at all, and I would really like to know because I'm sure that they – 
I'm sure the coach it is utilizing. Somebody eight. is helping with yeah. analytics. Okay. But it doesn't – I don't get it because – so you're down – Ten. Ten. If you kick the extra point – now, of course, we're assuming we make the extra point, but if Ryan Suckup looked like he pretty much was on, I think he probably would have made the extra point. So if you just kick the extra point – to avoid losing, you're going to need a touchdown and a field goal. Mm-hmm. If you if you go for two and make it, now you're down nine, and you still need a touchdown and a field goal to avoid losing. Yes, you would win the game as opposed to tying it, but still, isn't it more important to avoid losing? And avoid, if you don't make it, now you're down by 11, and now you need two touchdowns. Right. I mean, I guess you could get a I, touchdown and a two-point conversion. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're you're saying that. I just that didn't understand I it. didn't either, and I, and I haven't had an opportunity to – talk to anybody about it that's the that's the worst thing about all the tears and everything is that you know we can't go talk to a coach yeah and, that's true and a lot of times you, you you it's not that you go seek out a coach uh to get information or to ask a question it's more that you're having lunch yeah and you see them you're standing in the, in, like, the, hey, in line with them hey how's it going hey you know i've done I, it with keith yeah. armstrong several times yeah. i wanted to know some specific sure why we did something. and that's it's something good I, I think i missed that more than anything yeah, that's that's a real lost opportunity so, for I, us. all right you got anything else before no, we get we, our guest I, I think we've covered it right oh and i want you to I, i'm going to make this clarified uh i'm going to clarify something last week yes Are you're going to make it clarified like clarified I'm, butter uh i'm going i'm going to cl- clear clarify using my phone last week that uh-huh. uh, what i'm saying oh. is <laughs> and you're going to pull back the curtain and tell us what was going on no there's a lot was going on but i'm what i'm saying is if you noticed, I only looked at my phone one time, and that is to look at the time to see where where we need to break. Okay, good. Okay, so that's what it's there for. And I and it's I a prom- glorified stop. I promised you that I would not come into this room when I have a thousand things going on. <laughs> Even though I had a thousand things coming in before, yeah, I made you, you wait. Done. I made you wait. That was half a better hour. way to do it. Yes. yes, we started late, but now you're more you're more in tune. I'm more me. You were dialed into this show today. You're getting you're the Jeffus. You're Jeff getting the ever. best of the best me. We're getting the Jeffus Jeff we've ever had yeah. on this podcast. Yes, and it's glorious. I love it. <laughs> okay, let's go on. Let's get our guest. On the Zoom call, it's Tristan Wirfs, which you saw if you clicked on this link. And um, the first-round draft pick, I'm pretty excited about that. I am, too. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast with our favorite part of the show when we have a guest, uh, one of the players from the team. And we're very excited this week to have Tristan Wirfs joining us. Tristan, I, I know you guys are busy getting ready for the Panthers, so thanks for your time here today. Yeah, Absolutely. So I got to start. I want to start right at the right at the beginning. Really, you've now played an NFL game. Uh, you had no preseason games. You had no offseason program. No joint practices. And then you're out there on the Superdome turf trying to stop guys like Cameron Jordan. Man, what was that like? You know, I thought it was pretty awesome getting to go out there um, and go against a guy like Cam Jordan. My first game. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great test, and he's a great player. Um, he's got a heck of a bull rush. So you know, I was trying to match you know his intensity. Um, but I had you know it was awesome getting my first game under my belt. How do you think you did? Um, I don't think I did too bad. I mean, there's, you know, that, that can a lot of things that can um, be improved. There, there always will be. A... Okay. Uh, my question is, what did the tape say? I know how you felt about it, but did you get to see the tape yet? Yeah, we watched the tape today. Um, there's, there's definitely some things that uh, on, I saw on tape today that um, – I didn't realize happened in the game. Um, you know, that's how it always goes. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of stuff to still to still clean up. So, when, so, so when people say uh, after a game, when someone asks you a question, it's really true. Then when you say, "I haven't seen the tape yet," because everybody uses that line. So you're telling us that's the truth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good. I think we got time here for about nine or ten questions about the most important topic that you've never been asked before. Uh, how come you aren't more mean on the field? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You got to get tired of that question every time, yeah. right? That, yeah, that one gets that one gets kind of old, but it's all right. <laughs> That's what people want to know. Then I'll I'll answer it. Yeah. Well, you you just like being a nice guy, right? Yep. Um, but the important part for that game is it, is the moment wasn't too big for you, right? Even without any real chance to gear up for it. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think I really hyped it up in my head, you know, leading up to the game, and then going out there, you know. It, when it comes down to it, it's just, you're just playing ball, just like you always have been. We always have been. Um, you know, you can't let the, the, the lights and everything um, 
you know, take that away from you. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely a little bit different not having fans. I think that, um, you know, I've heard, I've heard a lot of things about, you know, playing, playing at the Superdome. Um, so that probably helped me a little bit. But, um, yeah, when it comes down to it, you're just playing ball. How did you how did you find the travel? Was it similar to college? Because usually in the pros, you get to go to the hotel, you get to go out and have dinner, go do things. College, you're a little more com- confined. Was that kind of how it felt on this trip? Oh, well, so we were, like, because of the whole COVID situation, like, we couldn't leave the hotel or anything. Um, and for me, it felt pretty similar to college. Like, um, that, that's just how we did it, you know. When I was in Iowa, like we we go to the hotel and it was pretty much business from then on. As soon as we got there, um, so I think you know that that would have been something new for me being able to leave the hotel and like go get dinner or something like that. Um, but other than that, yeah, it just felt felt normal to me. Had you ever been to New Orleans before? Uh, no, I had not. I'd never. Well, been then, well, then I can tell you that next year when COVID is gone and you get to go to New Orleans and have dinner, you're going to really know how much you miss this trip. <laughs> We did get oysters for the post game. Uh, yeah, they always did. That's probably the biggest thing I missed about going on this trip. Is after that, uh, what, what, uh, Scott? You remember the name? It's a it's a very famous. I can't remember the name. Cajun restaurant. Yeah. Take us back to the draft, Tristan. Um, going into it, it was considered a really really good draft for your position. There were four guys that most people thought were the top tier, and no matter. Whatever mock draft you looked at, you guys were coming off in different order. Did you have any bets in your mind as to where you were going to end up? No, I mean, really, I, I felt like all, all four of us could have gone anywhere. Like, yeah. I, you know, you could have told me any order and I would have believed you. It, 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 you know, that's just how I felt. Um, and I, I couldn't have been happier with the outcome. Um, you know, I, I've had a blast here so far. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, the rest of the season. We got to take it one week at a time. Um, yeah, if you told me any order the, the four of us would have went, you know, I would I probably would have believed you. Did Jason Light say anything about being nervous that he couldn't wouldn't was going to miss out on you because you know they traded up one spot, which isn't really a normal thing to do to get you because they just couldn't take the chance. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty interesting, um, and it, it was weird because you know I, I saw the trade. You know, I thought it was pretty cool being the first trade. You know, yeah, that's right. Virtual draft. You know, yeah. um, but no, I, I mean I. I I didn't hear anything that he was nervous, um, but I was I was happy that I got the phone call. I guess I would put it as he was he was wanting to make sure that you didn't slip away. Maybe, maybe nervous isn't the right word. So you, we were talking about getting to go out on the road or not getting to do that. Um, in a broader sense, what do you like to do outside of football if you had the chance? I know you're not getting a lot to do a lot right now, but yeah. Um... One thing I am bummed is the movie theaters aren't open. I love going to, I love going. Um, and I was I was mad because I think the new I think the new Top Gun was supposed to come out. I think it was supposed to come out this summer, but then you know movies, nothing nothing's open, so um, that really bummed me out. But um, yeah, I do love going to movies. I guess this is where we say there's a thing called Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, the new Top Gun ain't on Netflix yet, but I I understand. You want it on the big screen. You want yeah. the full effect, which is funny because the original Top Gun was the best surround sound movie out when surround sound first came out, way before you were born. That was the movie to know if you had connected your surround sound up correctly. This is Jeff's way of telling you how old he is. <laughs> well, Scott Scott was at the house hooking it up for me. It was great. <laughs> Uh, so movies is your big thing, huh? Off the field. Yep. You got oh, yeah. a favorite or a couple favorites? Um, Johnny Be Good is up there. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, my uncle, my mom, my uncle showed me that one a long time ago. I love that one. Um, I can't remember what that is. Is that a football movie? Yeah, it's so Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. He's really young. Uh, it was Uma Thurman's first oh. movie. Um, it's kind of about like a high school quarterback getting recruited and like his whole, you know, his whole process about that. But it, it's good. You should you should watch it. I'll check it out. Speaking of high school, did you play other sports before you got to Iowa? Oh, yeah. I played football, baseball, wrestling, and track. Baseball? What were you in baseball? Uh, first base and pitcher. That makes sense. You were righty or lefty? Right-handed. Okay. So how, how far could you dial it up on the radar gun? I don't know. I never got – I never got – Oh, I never, really? Uh, batting was my favorite part of baseball. That's what <laughs> – Did you have power? 
Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves those videos of you jumping out of the pool, and I'm sure you've been asked about that a million times too. Too, but that was just a thing you just decided to do one day. It wasn't a plan or anything. Yeah, me and uh, AJ Panessa and uh, Ivory Kelly Martin. Uh, he's he's a, one of the running backs at Iowa. You know, it was our freshman year, and uh, we were at the we were just at a pool in Iowa City, and you know, Ivory the run, he's a running back. He's like, oh, let's try and jump out of the pool. I'm like, there's no way I can do that. <laughs> so we all were trying. I you know, I walk up to the edge and. You know, I I just jumped out. I was like, oh, well, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you should try a lot of things, I guess. Yeah. So what, do? so what prompted you to try it again when you're in Tampa to prove that you still could do it now that you're a pro? Uh, I had a lot of people message me um, on Instagram. So many do it. Um, I was getting tagged on in videos on Instagram and Twitter, people doing it. Um, so I had a lot of people saying I should do it again if, or if I still could. Sure. Um, so basically you did it to tell them that, yeah, I'm still there. So leave me alone. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Has your, uh, has your mom been able to come down to Tampa yet? Yeah. So she came down right when I, like when I moved down, um, her and my uncle, you know, we drove down from Iowa. Um, I think it was like June 1st. I think we were down here for a couple of days and I moved to my apartment and then, um, my mom and her sister and my sister, um, my cousin came down, uh, I think like a week before camp started, um, and my mom's actually coming down this weekend. Um, Good. Ends at the games, but she just wanted to still, you know, be be close. Be, be close, yeah. So we're we're on a Zoom call, even though you're listening to this on a podcast. You're in your apartment. So what is the coolest thing you got in your apartment right now? He's he's looking around. <laughs> <laughs> apartment. Um, I mean, it's not. This the other day. Um, what's that? Oh, he's going to show us. He's walking. We're washing, we're washing play by play. Um, it's, it's this spray and wash thing. <laughs> but it works. There you go. Works. Oh, and I have a tea maker. I make I make tea. Yeah, what kind? What's your favorite? Uh, Earl, Earl, how do I flip this? Earl Grey and chai tea. Okay, um, nice. I got, tea, I got a tea boiler. Uh, do you try? Do you drink any green tea? Um, not not hot green tea, but um, cold. Um, yeah, cold. Yeah. What do I got? Hot yeah, chai. And I have Irish breakfast, pure black tea. Nice. Yep. Well, you were a year too late. We were in London. You could have got the real, uh, the real uh, English yeah, tea. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably a lot better than, than, than the tea I have. Me and my yeah. Do you drink coffee? I do. I drink a lot of coffee. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Well, Tristan, those, those, uh, those thrilling questions by Jeff about what you like to drink. Hey. Through our 10-minute mark. Everyone talks to you about football, but who yeah. talks to you about your real life and as a person rather than just a football player? Jeff Ryan does. So that's the salty dog. So you can that's come it. Anytime. That's how we roll. And we told you we would take ten minutes, and it took us a little bit of time to set up. I'm showing you the clock. We're at nine twenty-five. <laughs> so we are men of our word. Yeah, so thanks for your time. Uh, we'll love to have you on again sometime later in the year. And good luck the rest of the year, man. Thank you so much. The Salty Dogs. Okay, we're back one more time uh, for our third segment where we get to fan questions, but uh, just a little bit about Tristan first. Well, I, this is the one time. I mean, I know you do a lot of you do a lot of video stuff, but that was the one time I wish our interview was actually we could show the video, right? Because we only use the audio. Yeah, we only yeah. use the audio portion of it, but we we do it on a Zoom call. That was fun, and and him. Walking around when I said, "Was you know, was the coolest thing you got in your <laughs> apartment?" All I, I, I'm thinking most people already know what their coolest thing is. You know, you would go automatically. This is what it is, but like this giant TV or something. Yeah, uh, he. If it wasn't clear, the first thing he held up as the coolest thing in his apartment was this kind of <laughs> squirtable. It's like a. It was like dishwashing. It was fluid. cleaning. Dish, my wife has one of those at home, or we have one of those at home, I should mm -hmm. say, because I do the dishes as well. Nice. But she bought it. It's it. I, I, we have the exact same bottle. It's like it looks like a squirt bottle more than what you normally think of as dishwashing fluid. He thought that was the coolest that thing was, ever until he remembered the tea. Yeah, that was cool. I think because he, he has a tea maker. And the, yeah, it, it's great. Tea is one thing I really wish I liked, and I've tried multiple times, and I just I can't. You can't do it. It sounds very soothing so if you jump to the third part just to hear the, your question you need to go to the second part and listen to the interview because hey it's, it's an classic. economical 10 minutes it is we try to get them in and out in 10 minutes because they got a lot of things going on yeah so uh it's not much time out of your day and see and there's a there's a reason why we're so efficient with that is when you tell a player it's 10 minutes and you take a half hour no, you're not they'll never you're never going to get them again 
And if you uh, if you do it to ten minutes, then you're good. In ten minutes, and this is where this is the portion of the show where I tell Scott, if you're going to drink your water and move your microphone, hit your cough button. Please. I did move the microphone. I yeah. didn't hit the cough button. I know. <laughs> I so, said when. It, you know, in ten minutes doesn't seem like much, but when you're the subject of an interview and it goes on for ten minutes, it seems like a long time. Yeah. Not that he was in any way. I don't think ours seem like very long. They go very, very quickly because we just we're we're entertaining with the player and we're not just asking the all football questions. Yeah, well, he wasn't in any way getting like no frustrated. Or None of them to have. go. Yeah, he's a guy that I really miss the opportunity to to meet in this weird season more than even the others because he just seems like such a chill dude. Just a nice guy. Yeah, looks like he'd yeah. be fun to hang around with. Mm-hmm. And I, I have heard of that movie. Um, but I've never seen it that he brought up. It's a football movie with Robert Downey Jr. I can't remember what it's called now. It's just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Be Good, I think. Yes, it was. Johnny Be Good. I, th- I was thinking, the first thing that came into my head why I thought it was a football movie and accidentally got it right is I was thinking it was that Tom Cruise movie, but I think that's called All the Right Moves. That's, that's also a football movie. Wow, look at you, Mr. Movie Man. We, you know, f- movies, and he's right, man. He's missing going to movie theaters. I'd like to. Go, I didn't. I wasn't going to a ton of movies before this, but it, I would like to go. To you could tell we enjoyed that interview because we're we're, we're reliving it. I right want to see that new. Um, Thirty seconds later, we're right there. I want to okay. see that new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. That's the guy for, that did um, Inception. Okay, Memento. You ever seen the movie? I did. Memento? I Isn't did. that great? Very bizarre. It's weird. It's yeah. told backwards essentially. Yeah. But yeah. it works. It was very good. I think he did that one about the magicians too. I don't the know Prestige. You ever mm, saw that one? No, I did not. It's pretty good. Christopher Nolan movies are usually pretty good. They're, they're also good to look at. When I get some free time, I'll look into that. You don't have any free time. No, I really don't. It is. <laughs> I. You know, I don't know how all of a sudden the last two weeks have been just nuts. Well, it is funny that everybody has their own rhythms at their jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Ours are like. The difference between the amount of work you do in a, a non a week that's not a football game week, and then you just jump right into week one, it's so much more. Yeah, I mean, it's so much more. And it takes it takes a week or two to get into the groove, yeah. and then you, you just get you, into the groove. Yeah, you start. I mean, you, you become more efficient. You can save time. You get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the last couple yeah. weeks is I, I turn around. And I go, we are, we just did a salty dog. What do you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think we did it yesterday. <laughs> So what are what are our questions? This is I like this part of the week though. Yeah, you know, I do I'm, too. I'm sitting there on my computer all day writing stuff, and it's nice to step away. And... Well, Tuesdays is supposed to be the easier day. That's why we not record. anymore though. I that's yeah yeah. And Mondays is never explain it, why Jeff. Well, because because of COVID protocol, the players are not allowing the building after a game. So Mondays is now becoming their day off rather than a Tuesday. So Mondays is busy for us because we have all the interviews with the coach and the aftermath of the game to get together. What do you think you would prefer if you were a player, the old schedule or this one? Would you rather have Monday or Tuesday off? I think I'd rather have Tuesday off. Me too. And the reason why is you're never going to get Victory Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Victory okay. Tuesday is when never, you're never Victory getting Monday. Vi- yes, yeah, you're never but, but get you're never getting Victory Tuesday. Maybe, well, but maybe not. If but, you don't know, the players usually come in on Mondays and they will like mostly just watch film and break mm-hmm. down the game and have meetings. They don't do a lot of – they might lift or something, but they don't practice. And then, hey, Jeff, when you take a drink from your uh, – I don't uh, have a cough button. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't find it. And then Tuesday, they have to have a day off during the week. That's mandated. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday is when most teams give their players a day off. And then they start practicing on Wednesday. Um, but sometimes some coaches have a tradition of victory Mondays where they also give a Monday off after a win. See, I'd rather have Tuesday off. And the reason why is if I wanted to go somewhere, it's hard to go somewhere after you play a game because usually you have to come in and get treatment and stuff of that nature. So if you come in on Mondays, get treatment, watch film, yeah. and then Monday afternoon you could fly somewhere for Tuesday and then fly back it's, or, it's a, or go visit someone. It's a better break between – one game in the next two because Monday is all about the game that just happened. Right. Tuesday you get to relax and then you come back on Wednesday with your focus turned to the next game. But you know, there's at one point the rules were almost that no one was going to be allowed in the building after Monday. Oh really? Yeah. They 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 just were examining what what was the best protocol, but then they figured out that well if they keep the players out and the coaches come in and they get tested, they, you know. The coaches do come in on Mondays. Yeah. Okay. I thought that you were doing your radio shows on Tuesday because the coaches weren't coming in on Monday. No, they still come in. The coaches come in. It would make a little bit of sense that anybody that was on the traveling party 
was all in one group that didn't come in on Monday. I could see that. Yeah. They just get tested and they sure. go home. We've all found out how how we can work from home, most of us in yeah. most of our most of our jobs. And, you, you know, you could up until the point where, you know, you thought you had to talk to the players. And then now everybody has Zoom on their phone. Every, every interview I always end with, oh, by the way, do you have Zoom? And they always come back with, like, yeah, that's a stupid question, but <laughs> it, it's it's good. There are no stupid questions. No, just, just stupid, stupid answers. People, <laughs> stupid people who ask questions. Um, okay, I guess since we said this was the question part, we should probably maybe it's yeah. Well, you know that's the beauty about a podcast. If you don't like <laughs> us rambling, you just speed through it. <laughs> okay, question one from Sam in Nashville. I've seen hey dogs. I've seen a lot of fans be frustrated with the week one loss, understandably so. Mm. But we also lost the week one opener yeah. during our Super Bowl run in '02, which is true. Yep. The defensive backs look like they picked up where they left off, which I agree with. And I'm sure the offense will work their miscommunication out, which is Key. the plan. Yep. Still excited for the season. Good. Thanks for a great podcast again this year. Well, thank you, Sam, for wow. the nice word. So it's not even a question, but it's a point. It's a point of discussion well taken well taken and uh i mean great that he's in nashville and he's still a buccaneer fan yeah. appreciate that maybe he got to come watch the tennessee game last year oh yeah that's right which we didn't win that's right um which they had their kicking problems but that's a whole other story continue they only made eight field goals all year last year i just heard that yeah on, yeah. on was that last night yeah last well night they tennessee. missed three but luckily they hit the, or four and then luckily they hit the one that counted so <laughs> but they had these problems last year too i know and i was and then i was thinking it, selfishly in a way i was well we're not the only ones that have that issue i'm really glad oh, you just sorry. yelled in my ear right there <laughs> i was bracing um yeah, yeah. There's, I think there's a lot of kicker issues going on right now. It seems like we we were entering the golden age of kickers, where everybody's suddenly kicking eighty five percent, but now it seems like it's swinging back a little bit. Where a number of teams are having a hard time finding a consistent kicker. All right, and including right. the Bucks. So, the the discussion here. Yeah, I felt really bad after that game, but I'm I'm not feeling so bad anymore. No, I I, mean, for one thing, listen. It's a road game against the defending division champs who were thirteen and three last year and are one of the teams that should be considered a Super Bowl, a real Super Bowl contender. And you know, there's some things you'd like to have go differently in that game, but losing at New Orleans, unless you thought you were gonna go sixteen and oh, it's not like it's the end of the world. Right? Yeah. If you were to have a problem at home this week against the Carolina team that seems to be in a rebuild, although they weren't bad in week one offensively, um that would be a little more cause for concern, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, no, I agree. So let's see. Yeah, I, was I disappointed? Yeah, I was disappointed. I was, you know, but I also have done this for a long time, knowing that, you know, it's really hard to go 16-0. and 0, So yeah. let's and, see where you and, go. And, you know, we lost the difference once again, just like it was in all of our losses last year was turnover. She's like, oh, we did all this and we had the same problem. But, yeah, if that continues, then it definitely was a – you didn't succeed mm -hmm. in turning it around. But – Maybe maybe we don't have – maybe in when you're done or even eight or nine games from now, you see, okay, well, we've only turned the ball. You know, our turnover ratio is plus two or even or something. Then you're, you're like, okay, you know, you can have a bad game here and mm -hmm. there. All right. All so right. that wasn't a question, but it was a good point of discussion. I and, and, I, and thank you for taking the time sending that in. It means a okay, lot. Okay, this isn't really a question either, and right. it's from our our friend in um, Brazil now. I think he's basically like a – I don't know, what you, what would you call somebody on your radio broadcast that like – looks up notes and does research for you. Is it a producer? Or a yeah, I'll be a producer. I think he's basically a producer, an adjunct producer for our podcast now. Oh. Because he's sending me, I guess this was a tweet by NFL Research, and he sent it to me because he thought it was a good point. Um, he says, Ahoy, salty ones. I'm a little salty myself because I was sure we would be leading the NFC South by now. I know it, it would be difficult, but the way the game went was disheartening. We just talked about that. Anyway, I'm always a glass half full kind of guy, and our rookies look like they belong True. And I came across this nugget from Brady NFL history. Okay, so here it is. Tom Brady is now 14-4 and four after this game in week one games. Right. Okay, so he's started 18 week one games. Mm -hmm. 18? Mm. Seems like it should be more than 18. Well, maybe he, he was for 19 years. And did he? I mean, he's only been in the league 20 years. So yeah, he and he didn't, didn't start, start the whole, Didn't start right away. His, no, his second season, though, he was a starter. It seems like it should be 19. Hmm. But whatever. It is from NFL Research. So um, in his previous three losses, he reached the Super Bowl that season. So every time he's lost in an opening day, he's reached the Super Bowl. Well, then there's also the stat that if you lose on opening day, you only have a 24% 24, 24 chance of making it to the playoffs. Wow. 
Now, your odds will increase a little bit this year because there are two more That's true. playoff teams. Didn't think about that. That's You're a good welcome. point. Anyway, and to, to continue this, in 2003, he lost the, – the Patriots lost to, at Buffalo in week one by 31 points. And then in 2017, they lost to Kansas City by 15 points. And in 2014, they lost – to Miami by 13 points, and this year we lost by 11 points. So there have been worse. All of his other opening day losses were worse, and he still made the Super Bowl in each one. So that's, you know, yeah, that's, there's a little pick-me-up for I people. I still think there's down. hope. You know, I think there's a glimmer of <laughs> you think there's a glimmer just, of hope? You know, if you do the math, we still are mathematically in this thing. Uh, and he wants to know what's the most urgent thing to get better for. In week two, penalties, running games, special teams, I think. Stop turnovers. Yeah, stop the turnovers. And penalties, I think, are kind of big, too. Yeah, but I, if you have to – if you're only going to correct one thing, correct – if you're only going to get one thing for next year that you can correct, turnovers. correct the turnovers. Yeah, right. I mean, the special teams have to be better, that's for sure, but – I yeah. think if you stop turnovers, you stop a lot of the penalties and you stop a lot of the, the, oh. the, the bad plays. Maybe. Oh, we'll see. All right, one more question. Okay. Dogs, what happened to LaShawn McCoy in that game in New Orleans? I'm not even sure. I don't know what he means by that. Well, let's let me finish. I'm not even sure. I, I'm not even sure. I even heard his name. There's a lot of evens there. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to have a pretty big role. Did Leonard Fournette push him out? I've always enjoyed watching Shady and was pretty excited when he came to Tampa to play for my team. Do you think we'll see more of him moving forward? Thanks for reading my question. If you do, looking forward to listening this week and hoping you guys will boost my spirits after that first game. Brendan from Newport Ritchie. Okay. Uh, he played well, and you got and you know, guys haven't played a lot, so they got to. Uh, he played. How many? He, he played twenty-five snaps, probably more than I would have thought. How many plays did Rojo play? Uh, Rojo played thirty-three. Okay. And Fournette only played nine, so McCoy was on the field a lot more. But it basically, it was when Leonard Fournette was on the field, they were giving him the ball, like almost. I mean, he had five catches, five runs, and a catch in. It's six, so he touched the ball six times in his nine times nine it, plays on the field. Yeah, but they brought him in because he can catch. Yeah, yeah. Well, so can Shady. Yeah, I think what it is is what we expected that Lashawn McCoy is our primary third down back right now, and so that's why he was on the field twenty five percent of the time. I'm sorry, thirty six percent of the time, twenty five out of seventy snaps, which is more than I would have thought. He just only he didn't get a carry, and third down backs don't often get a ton of carries. Mm. And he had. Uh, That's why they're third down. He only had one. He only had one <laughs> ball thrown to him. Well, I mean, you know, one really good thing about that game was that um, uh, Rojo had four third and or he had three, and maybe somebody else had one. We had five third and ones. We converted them all, which has been a problem for us in the past. He had three of them and converted them all, which you really like to see. Really, did like Tom to Brady see. have the other one? I think he had a sneak on yeah. one, and then he also had the play action where he threw to to uh, Chris Godwin on another third and one. Unfortunately. While we were 5 for 5 on third and 1, we were 0 for 10 on all other third downs. So that's obviously got to get a lot yeah. better. And it will as, as the rest of this offense, as we're talking about gelling and all that, that's part of it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, w- I would say Leonard Fournette maybe ate into a little bit of, of the playing time that Shady would have got. Maybe Shady would get some times to spell um, Rojo on first and second down. But, but, but I think it's still the same plan. Yeah, but isn't that the reason why they brought they brought them all in because they want to use them all? Yeah, it's just that he only got one reception for yeah. two yards, and if you were hoping to see him have a bigger impact, then you'd be like, "Where's Shady?" Yeah, but he was on the field for thirty six percent of the snaps, which is a pretty big amount. The I, guy that didn't play at all was the rookie. He sure, on. and he I, was active. He just I, didn't play. I will say, just hang in there because I think everything's going to keep, you know, rotating around. Well, yeah. Seeing who can do what and where the comfort zones are. I'm also of the rising tide lifts all boats mm-hmm. school of thought on things like this because the offense as a whole was out of sync. Didn't do nearly as if you if you convert more of those third downs, you have longer drives and you get to more plays and more guys get to touch the ball more often. The one thing the one thing we do we, we didn't talk about and we probably should address it a little bit is there was a lot of conversation about the O line. Yeah. And it was there was a lot of negativity about the O line. Well, there were some bad moments, and there were some bad moments, but there were also some really good moments too. And I think that that kind of sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. If you win that game, you're not so you're, you're not really looking at it as as deeply. I think that um, I think whatever the issues are, they will it's it's easy fix. It's not an easy fix, but it is fixable. And I think they will play better as time as goes on. But I don't think that it was as it was as bad 
as everybody was talking about. It wasn't what it should have been. Well, I think your 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 mileage on this is going to vary based upon <laughs> how you feel overall about Donovan Smith. Yes, the team has has always been very high on Donovan. Very Smith. much so. Um, and uh, it, though I think it would may have been the O line coach, or it might have been it might have been Goody. Somebody was somebody did say in one of these Zoom calls just before the season that the only issue with Donovan is, yes, yeah, sometimes he has a little – he has some games where he has a lack of consistency. So you get 60 great plays and then five you'd really like to have back. Not every game, just sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there's no reason to sugarcoat this because Bruce Arians sure. Brought came it out up. and said that Donovan didn't have a Didn't have the great game. game. No. But if you're if you're our coaches who, who know what he can do and believe in him, then you're like, well, that – that's unfortunate that happened. We can't have that, but he's not going to play like that every game. He'll be he, there's. We have every reason to believe he'll be very good next week. I do. I do. I. I agree but there with that are too. outside opinions that aren't as kind to Donovan. No, well, that's and that's correct. always been the case. And, sure. And I, I tend to side with our guys. And I think he's good. But I just I I meant to bring it up earlier, and it just sometimes I think you know we forget about that, and I don't want someone to listen to the podcast and go, "Oh, you talked about the whole game, but you didn't address yeah. the uh, offensive line." All right. So. Do you want to go position by position then? No. No, we're, we want to get out of here? Um, yeah, because it is, uh, let me tell you, you're at 18.06. you got 18 minutes, so we – Yeah, we're, we're about an hour. Yeah. You smelled the smoke. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> all right, Jeff, that's all I got. Since you did, thanks for listening.